everybody, welcome to the latest episode of The Best Scott Beat. I'm Nathan Judy, your host. I'm here as ever with water reporter extraordinaire, number one, no, number two, number th- number four of my favourite people in the sports desk <laughs> uh, at Express Stuff. It is Mr. Mr. Liam Keane. How's it going, Liam? I was wondering where you were going with that. I didn't um, quite know myself, to be honest, but um, uh, I stopped at four because I didn't want to hurt your feelings too much. It's Easter soon, and you know, it's all goodwill to all men and all that kind of, number kind, four. Of, kind of gig. Would you mind naming one to three for me? Uh, well, one's probably our editor, seeing as he's the one who agrees our pay packet. Number two's probably <laughs> HR because you've got to you've got to keep always keep you know on on uh, on on good uh, on on good banter with them just in case anything goes and and the certain certain stuff hits the fan. Uh, and and three probably the secretary because she books my hotel. So you know from from that point of view, mate. And you you know. I know you guys are used to getting your premier ins, but when you go to, you know, you've been at the Express and stuff for a few years now, it's Hilton or Hilton or nothing. So, you know, I think those three come ahead of you, but at the same time, from a, from an individual sports point of view and, and, and a working colleague point of view, I guess you're number one. So, so it's a win-win, mate. It's a win-win, is what I'm trying to say. I was, about, I was just about to say, from those names you just mentioned there, I'm essentially number one, so I'm happy to take that. Exactly, exactly. I, you know, I, I think quickly on my feet, mate. Do you know what I mean? So, get myself out of a hole. Um, uh, so how's it going, mate? How was uh, most important of all, and most important really about, about during this podcast and what we'll be discussing is uh, how's your Cheltenham going so far after day one? Uh, you know, you've got obviously close to close to Warwick races where you are now. Hmm. We discussed that before. Um, have you had any any dabbles? Were you on honeysuckle yesterday? Have you got any any guaranteed nailed on certainties for the festival? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I if I'm if I'm there in person, you know, mm-hmm. ten ten Heineken's deep. Uh, Ten Heineken's. Oh man, that's a terrible <laughs> choice of lager. What are you doing? I, do, I, I don't know. I don't, to be honest, I don't even drink Heineken. I just it just came to mind for some reason. Um, if what, what did I have the other night? I had a nice Hop House the other night. That's one of my favourites. Hop House. All oh, right. What's that? Is that like a, is that like a it, pale ale situation? No, it's what well, it's it's sort of got a similar taste to that, but it's basically it's a lager, but it's from uh, the Guinness Company. Um, ah. So yeah, it's very nice. Ah. Um But. So if I'm in person, you know, yeah, I, I like a bit. Of, I like a bit of a dabble. Um, mm. but... We all like a dabble on a night out, mate. <laughs> Come on. But I, I'm not. I'm not very. I'm not like you. I'm not. I haven't got the the inside knowledge when it comes to to racing. So you haven't got a friend of a friend of a friend who's a stable well, boy's, you know, auntie who says it's a dead cert. I do have one mate who's quite into it, but he and he. But I, I know I just haven't really. I haven't, I've been busy, obviously, you know, traveling away to games and stuff. I haven't really got into it, so. What I did yesterday was I did the on Skybet they were doing it. I'm, I'm doing a Skybet ever for them now. But um, oh, mate, happy <laughs> any, any any kind of alternative sponsor we have got coming through in, in the form of monetary <laughs> amounts or betting free bets, mate, we'll take. It, as I say, if they want if they want to hit us up, um, they they were offering uh, money back as cash if you lose on the first race yesterday. So I did that. Lost. Good. Lost. Obviously, uh, yeah, yeah. And I've done, and, and I've done the same again today. Smart, mate, um, smart. But that is the only thing I'm doing. I have, so basically, I'm not going to lose any money either way. But I've got on the twenty past one. Yes. I've got or one twenty, depending on which way you want to, you know, uh, yeah. phrase it. <laughs> yeah. 20, uh, twenty past one at Cheltenham. So uh, you you can tell already by my phrasing that I'm not. In, I'm, uh, I've got the. For some reason, it's not bear grill. I've got ten pound on the snout. Grills. <laughs> it's it's not bear grills. The, the horse is called bear gills, but uh, oh, right, right. But I've got I've got the, I've got the seven to one. Although my mate about 
half an hour before me got it at 12 to 1. Ah, a uh, bit of a gamble, mate, a bit of a gamble. So, uh, so yeah, so that's what I've got on. I mean, I know you're well into it. Um, I, I'd like to, I'd like to, um, I like to frequent the um, the old the old tracks when I can, mate. Hopefully, when we can all get back, uh, I've got tickets for uh, for Royal Ascot this year, so that should be one of the first ones that um, that have fans back. I think actually, so that should be a that should be a good little shinding, mate. But yeah, I love love going around the country, mate, and going to as many courses as I can. I think it's a good day. I think for the money you get, you don't need to go, you know, executive or whatever. I mean, obviously, it's nice to do it, but I think um, you know, just you get bang for your buck. You know, I mean, talk about. I mean, not only two, but especially Premier League now. You know, you, you've got you've got four people going to a family. You're spending two hundred quid for your day. You can have you can spend twenty quid on a ticket and uh, and have six hours of good good old racing and enjoy it and get to go all over the course and uh, and get great value for money and still have plenty of plenty of uh, plenty of funds on the night, depending on how much you bet and how much you win, of course, on the day. But you can bet you know a quid if you want and uh, go and have a nice meal on the night. I think it's a far better experience than a football game, to be honest, for a lot of people. But uh, but I guess yeah, everyone's I mean, desperate to get back, mate. Anyway, so what's ten grand between you know between mates? No, no, no big deal. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and you know you can you can use your profits for a uh, for a Warsaw season ticket next year, mate, as well. Perfect, win win. Uh, in League Two, hopefully. Uh, because I remember last time we spoke, Liam, which was about three weeks ago, uh, if memory serves me correct, um, and Brian had just taken charge and I think had a couple of games or a game under his belt, and uh, he hadn't ruled out seventh. He, you hadn't completely. I think maybe that was the day where maybe you, you did actually say it's not going to be seventh, but, yeah. but he hadn't completely ruled it out. I mean, yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, about that one. Now, if it was three to go down in League Two, it would be squeaky bum, nervous bum, uh, very much going to the bathroom every single minute of every single day <laughs> bum. It's two, but still, it's alarming, mate. It's alarming. And if there were three to go down, this kind of gave me certain um, flashbacks to, because people know I'm, I was born in Hull, and... Um, and I remember Hull City doing this a few years ago, and so, I'm not saying that they've still got some of the best players, but but selling a couple of players when when you know they're, they're probably absolutely safe and absolutely fine. Sol Grzycki and I think uh, the lad to um, uh, who's he called? Who's he called? Uh, the winger for uh, Bowen, Bowen to uh, mm. to West Ham, and then all of a sudden, bang, 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 and you know what happened to them? I, look, I don't think Walsall are going down, Liam, but at the same time. You know, new manager trying to prove his way, not really working out for him. It's you know, it's not it's not great, is it, mate? It's not great. It's not where we thought Walsall would be at this stage. No, definitely not. It's um, is it unacceptable? Oh, for certain, without without a doubt. Mm. Particularly when you you talk about um, when when I look at the games next week. I've put so much more emphasis on those. I mean, you look at Bolton, we'll, we'll talk about them, but they're in incredible form. But next week, looking at Grimsby, sorry, Southend on the Tuesday, then Grimsby the Saturday. Yeah. Um, two teams that are currently bottom and second bottom. Um, and in reality, the two teams that will probably go down. But if Warsaw, I mean, God forbid they lose those two games. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's not even worth thinking about how position they could be and they could they genuinely will be in danger of you know going down so um are they it, in a yeah. relegation battle as it stands or not until those two games there if this makes nine sense. points nine points off the bottom with a game or the second bottom with a 
a game in hand on on a on South End. If if this makes sense, I think they're they're in the battle before the battle. Yeah. Um. They they're in there with you know Colchester, Port Vale, Seaweed, Scunthorpe. These kind of teams mm. that you know uh, are sort of scrapping around for points. Um. They're in they're in Helms Deep before yeah. five armies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great reference. Um, they are they're in that that battle before the battle where they, you know, they they, they need results quickly. Um, I mean, they they they've got the another game in hand over Southend, for example. Um, yeah. They've got one more game over them, but last night was a game in hand, and and last night, you know, we'll, we'll come on to that. But it was uh, again just pure bad luck going against Walsall again after what was a decent performance. Um, but there have been, it's been sort of peaks and troughs, hasn't it? It's been, you know, the Barrow performance on Friday was absolutely dreadful. Um, and then you've got the... <laughs> I'm trying not to say anything, but your dog's, like, dog's barking. No, um, all, all the dogs are going crazy, mate. You're it's, it's, before them. Mine, mine just waited before before we started recording and then yeah, they wanted to, to get in there, mate. It's a typical time. I was trying to ignore it for a second and then I just couldn't <laughs> help but laugh. Um it's uh, I mean yeah that Barrow performance was absolutely dreadful and then I mean you look at like the Cambridge game before that I mean Walsall deserved probably to win that game and ended up losing it 1-0 so things have gone against them for sure um, but then I mean Brian's made mistakes I mean he admitted uh, Barrow and he chose the wrong team um, went with a lot of youth it backfired um, and I mean, these mistakes are going to happen when it's a young coach who's you know coming into coming into the role and sort of learning on the job basically Um it, what Warsaw have only got so much they can, you know, so much they can stick with that. I, I, I admire the, you know, the confidence that the board have in Brian and the talent they see in Brian because I see things in Brian as well, which I've spoken on here, um, spoken about his character and 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 coaching ability. I've seen things that that I like as well, um, but that it can only go for so it can only go for so long. I mean. And, and I know we'll talk more in detail about the Leeds video that he did, but he he said it in that didn't he that you know if they Essentially, he said that he's got two weeks. He, he, he can use the phrase couple of weeks. So two weeks to save his job, essentially, which was mm-hmm. last, last night, Bolton, and then Southend and Grimsby next week. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he comes yeah, away with like, no wins, it was like, it was like a vote of confidence without a bit of, with, with literally the, well, the most original vote of confidence that you've got going, because it was like, well, yeah, we absolutely have faith in him, but but he's got something quickly, otherwise he's gone, basically. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you, it's, it's, you're right when you sort of laugh in the sense that, you know, it's it, it almost contradicts it, but it, he yeah. is actually, he, he is bang on when he says that, because they are tr- they're trying to build something with Brian, but... I totally agree, and uh, with Lee when, when he says this, uh, this is obviously me paraphrasing. But you know they can only go so long. They, they don't want to get themselves into a position where they are three, four points off South End on the same amount of games. Um, which, if they carry on in the run they're on with a lack of wins, is, is possible. I mean, South End are also in pretty dire form themselves. But um, I mean, they could easily they could easily pick it up. They have done it previously this season. South End um, also now got one win in fifteen. Um, and no wins from eight under Brian, so they can they can only go so long. Um, the, these next three games are, are really really huge for uh, for Brian's future. Simple as that. I mean, let's say let's say Liam that they win one or both of those games, and like you say, I'm kind of ratting Bolton off really on at the weekend. But let's say that and they get through and they they finish 18th, 19th with seven points or eight points, you know, off the drop. 
Is that enough for him to stay in a job next season? I mean, you know, we talk about, you talk about, you know, some really good traits that he's got. And, uh, you know, we've talked before about Pomlet kind of mock interviewing and before this all happened. And then, you know, he's got to win games, but he's got to win games quick and we've got confidence in him. Are they, are they realistically looking at, you know, if they finish 19th or 18th this season, is Brian the one to take them forward? Is, is that a good enough for him? Is that enough for, for him to secure the job for next season? I can see both sides of the coin on this one because you you look at you look at it in context that you know Warsaw have lost two very good players. They've had bad injuries. They've lost a manager partly through the season. Um, Brian obviously only has only had a certain window of the season to to do it. Um, but, and then on the on the same, it's, it's difficult because you then look at. Warsaw as a club, historically always been sort of League One, have had spouse higher than that. Um, they, they shouldn't be languishing until 18th, 19th in, in League Two, should they? So uh, I can see where you're coming from, but then you've also got to, it depends on where and how much the board, the emphasis the board and the faith the board put on the project, which mm-hmm. Brian keeps coming back to. And he spoke about it in depth last night to me as well about, you know, he's trying to build an identity, a style of play, uh, and he needs transfer windows and he needs time to do that um, he needs to get through this season without any relegation trouble first of all of course in the short term but in the long term he wants that time and the transfer windows and to mould a team with a lot of players out of contract in the summer as well I mean he's going to have if he stays on he's going to have almost a, a blank canvas in some ways if he chooses not to keep some of the players um, and in many ways he won't have many excuses next season um, aside from I suppose being relatively new to the job still um, but in terms of the, the squad and you know what he was trying to build it he won't have many excuses. Um, so it's a it's a really big, um, it would be a really big summer if he stays on. Um, and the only reason he will stay on is this director of football role, which we'll, know we'll come on to, but also the how, how big an impact that has, but also how much faith the board have in the project and what they're trying to do. And from what it, from what it seems, provided he gets through the next few weeks and, and gets some results, from what it seems, the, the, the club really are backing that project. Um, they used Cheltenham uh, and Michael Duff as an example. He came in and lost his first... He was a young coach, took over from an experienced manager who left, lost his first six games. Cheltenham stuck with him two years later, they're top of the league. And mm-hmm. they, they're, they're going to go up this year. I mean, last season, I thought they were far and away the best team I saw in person um, and didn't go up the loss in the playoffs. So uh, they're going to go up this season, I, I, I would say. So even though they lost to Barrow last night, I mean, this <laughs> this league's ridiculous at times. Um so it's it's all very nice and it's all very nice and rosy when you can use an, an example like that with Cheltenham. Mm. Um but you have to be able to pull it off at the same time. So Gosh. it's uh, I I can totally see where the club are coming from with it and they seem to be backing him, but he needs results in the next few weeks for that to for that to carry on basically. Look, if the game was uh, twenty five seconds uh, earlier, finished earlier than last night, we might be having a slightly different tone on this podcast, but it's not. Um I mean what, what did you make of the game last night? I mean, incredibly unfortunate. And obviously, Brian's very angry with with uh, the way that things worked out and that they're not getting the rub of the green. And you know, he's taken a he hasn't taken long to uh, to start bringing up uh, certain, certain um, phrases and mm. uh, and frustrations, which you know I, I can understand it. I'm not sure whether that's the way to go down, but I guess when it's when it's re- you know when it's uh, when it's not going against you and it's so the pressure's on, not just from um, from um, uh, staying in the league standpoint, but for his future, then he really, it really is starting to 
to get his go. And you can understand it, I guess, but at the same time, I'm not sure whether those are the right comments to use. However, they were incredibly unlucky last night, weren't they? Oh yeah. Um I, I can I can sympathise with Brian and that, you know, they have been very unlucky with certain things. I mean the uh, he, he picked out quite a few. I mean the red card at Stevenage, it can go either way, the Incancella red card go either way. Um penalty uh, against well, the penalty that wasn't given against Bradford, it looked like a penalty to me and he, he was convinced it was a stonewall. Newport goal was apparently offside. Um Max Melbourne uh, got taken out right in front of me at Cambridge, about two yards in the box, and it was given as a free kick on the edge of the box. Um, so things like that, I, I, I can sympathise with him. The, the look is obviously not going in their in their favour at the moment. Um, but that's some, you know, in some in some ways they're also not helping themselves as well because they, they they're creating um, they they get into some decent positions at times. You know, Cambridge they they got into a handful of good positions, you know, two-on-one situations in the box uh, and just that last final pass is missing, uh, not taking a shot when the opportunity presents itself. Um, getting into decent positions and not being clinical in front of goal, which has been a huge problem uh, since, well, for longer really, but since Brian's come in essentially. Um, and uh, and that doesn't help themselves because, you know, if, if they if they take some of these chances, they, you, you create your own luck as well, don't you, uh, with, with getting... Just by scoring, in in some ways, I mean, you don't win games without scoring goals, and it's um, that that's a huge part of it. I mean, the penalty last night that they got was a, I think, quite an obvious one. Um, I'm still really torn with, with the with, with the penalty given against Liam Roberts. Yeah, my my initial reaction was it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, my reaction after the game, before speaking to Brian, was it's a penalty. Yeah. Speaking to Brian about it, um, the referee's phrasing makes me question it because the referee, from what Brian has said, he spoke to the referee why he gave it. The referee said he gave it because Roberts made contact with the man before the ball. And it seemed mm-hmm. quite obvious to me that it was the other way around, that he made contact with the ball first. So that brings into question the referee's reasoning behind giving the penalty. Um, and then I've watched it back this morning and several times and he definitely gets the ball he yeah. makes a, he makes a lot of contact on the ball he punches it out of play yeah almost almost halfway down the field and he definitely gets the ball first but he does absolutely clatter into Tony he, does, he, re- yeah. he really does take him out um so I, I don't want to sit on the fence but i really genuinely am still torn with it because mm. i can see why the referee's given it because he really has gone through him mm. um and then I can see where Brian's coming from at the same time, and it's 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 it comes down to this thing about you know goalkeeper protection because I think ninety nine times out of a hundred the goalkeeper probably gets away with that one. Because I mean, I know goal- it's a completely different situation, but you look and it, there wasn't an injury there, but like do you remember like Pickford on Van Dyke kind of thing where he gets yeah. a bit of the ball but completely clatters it, but actually got away with it in the end of the got day. Wasn't it, even, yeah. it wasn't you know it wasn't even a, a penalty or whatever. The referee's seen it differently and. Uh, it's uh, you just think it's coming though, don't you? You know when it. There's, there's no kind of like, uh, okay, they've got the game under control. When when things aren't going for you, Liam, however well you played, however well it's improved during the game and during a 90-minute performance, you know that something like that, when you're at that bottom of the table, that something's going to always go against you like that. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. I mean, the, in terms of the performance, Warsaw. It, it wasn't their best. In fact, I, I had the, the tweet already written for full time um, because I was, I, I'd finished the report. I was sat there 
in the dying seconds of the game, ready to tweet this. Mm. And then Roberts comes out and does that. And, you know, I had to change everything. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I uh, I had it written there, ready to go, saying Warsaw win. It wasn't their best performance, but it certainly wasn't their worst. Um, sort of a, a good victory kind of thing. So yeah. you, you look at it, it was, you know, they, they, they were winning a lot of the duels in, in midfield particularly, but also just in general, they were winning a lot of second balls. Um, there was a lot of sort of tenacity within the play. The players were, they seemed a lot more up for it than they did against Barrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they weren't creating very much. So Crawley weren't weren't exactly good themselves, but they that Nadisan for them is, is a tidy player. He was causing quite a few problems. Um, he had a few opportunities, particularly in the first half, that, uh, that Roberts made a couple of saves from. Um, so Walsall, in, in many ways, was sort of dictating a lot of the play, but failing again to make any inroads uh, in the final third. And then they were allowing Crawley with not much of the ball to, you know, make a couple of opportunities and, and probably should have scored in the first half from one of them. So yeah. um, it, it would have... It, 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 on the balance of play, a draw was probably a fair result. Um, but to have gone that far through the game... And, and you know, for the game management that, from... The goal is pretty much on 55 minutes mm-hmm. all the way till the 95th, 96th minute. The game management for Walsall was very good. Um, they were winning the ball back, as I said, quite regularly. They they had a couple of forays forward as well when they were holding on to the lead. And, you know, as it as as is natural, they were dropping deeper and deeper as the minutes ticked by. But they were looking after it pretty well. Um, I mean, I actually wasn't convinced that the free kick that sort of led to the penalty incident was even a free kick either. But... Um, again, they just you know gave away a free kick needlessly, um, and then gave away a penalty needlessly in the in the final seconds of the game. And it's it's those really real fine margins, that frustrating moments that are going to you know that well have obviously lost Warsaw points, and they're going to continue to lose them points if they carry on doing that. Team wise, he's made some changes, uh, style of play, and 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 obviously personnel. What did you make of uh, what we picked last night? Yeah, so he went with um, a lot more experience than youth, which he spoke about after the game in terms of, you know, he made a mistake with too much youth against Barrow. So three 19-year-olds all came out. Bates, uh, Wright dropped to the bench and Sam Perry wasn't in the squad. Um, Perry's done very well uh, last few weeks, but he probably was a little bit overrun at Barrow and, you know, he's he's only just getting his first game, so he's not going to play every week. So I think that's sort of understandable. Uh, and to be honest, I thought he made... I thought he made the right call with the, with the team. Um, I'm not still not convinced by Osadibi. Um, yeah. I think Wes McDonald came on against Barrow and probably looked the brightest player on the for Warsaw, and he he, he came on for about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wes has been left out recently because he's he's not been he's not been doing it. Um, he he looked his brightest in a, in a while on Friday against against Barrow, but again didn't uh, didn't get the nods. Um, so I potentially would have gone with him instead of Osadebi, but then again, Osadebi actually did okay on uh, last night. I thought yeah. uh, took his, took his penalty well. Uh, it was a much better performance from him than it was against Barrow. But again, it was a slightly slightly different position. It was almost like two attacking mids behind Lavery, him and him and mm-hmm. Gordon. Which they I think is where he's better into where he can he can just float in a little bit. Rather, yeah, rather than exactly. Yeah. So it was it was more narrow than sort of than than being an out and out winger. It was more narrow than that. They had the wing back sort of overlapping. Um, and it was the same system that they played against Cambridge, and Al Sadibi had his probably his best game in the Warsaw shirt that day. Um, so 
I quite liked him in that. I thought he did okay, even though I'm still not convinced by him. I, I think he did okay um, last night. But aside from that, I thought he, the personality chose was was pretty much spot on. I thought um, Norman had to come back in 100% and he had a good yeah. game. Um, yeah. Dan Scar injured, so James Clark fortunately, was back from injury in time to play. And he played the, the full game despite coming back from an injury and being out for two months. And I thought James played really well last night. Um, Sinclair in midfield, I thought, was... was Superb to be honest, and this the same he was against Exeter, and he's not going to be able to play every week. Um, you know, he's, he's sort of he's getting on a bit now, uh, Stu. But, uh, but he, you don't need that. I mean, the plethora of games yeah. I've got coming up. That you know, if he's playing one in two or whatever, then you, exactly you know, you're quite happy with that, aren't you? This, I mean, it's just it is absolutely relentless the schedule between now. And oh the yeah, season. big time. Yeah, and yeah, I thought he did really well. But uh, again, I said this last night as well, and I'm still not convinced by by five at the back. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. Um, I never liked it with this group of players. When Dowell used to play it, I never thought it worked. Um, and to be honest, I still don't think it works. I mean, they they, they got a few nice overlaps last night. Um, Max Marmore did well a couple of times. Norman, in particular, in the first half, was doing it very well. Um, but I just, I just, I'm just not convinced by it. I really am not. Um, I might change my tune when Rory Holden comes back in because him and Gordon playing just behind Lavery, sort of narrower as the Osadibi role as I was talking about I think that could potentially work really well but you're relying on a, on a bloke coming back from injury that initially they thought wasn't going to play this season so it's yeah. uh, you know they they have to work with what they've got now um, and for me I'm still not convinced it's not convinced by it I mean in, in reality it's and you wonder why they've got a lack of goals they've got what inclu- not including the goalkeeper they've got five seven defensive outfield players on the pitch, yeah, and then and you you trying to use and then three sort of forward thinking players, because you've got three centre halves, you've got two wing backs, and even though Norman's very good at getting forward, both of those wing backs are you know first and foremost defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, you then got two centre midfielders in Sinclair and Kinsella, or to be honest, whoever replaces either of them either. I mean, it'll be Kinsella and someone normally, even if it's Bates. Um, they're not exactly you know the creative type. They do they do the the hard yards and they win the ball back very well, but they're not gonna they're not gonna score your goals. And then you're relying on that front three to, you know, pick the ball up in the pocket or receive a cross from Norman or Melbourne and, and create something. Um so for me it, it's similar to I mean I am liking it to a bit of a different level there, but it's similar to to England. I know the the criticism that Southgate was getting a few months back when he was playing, you know, poor nations and playing five of the back with sort of defensive minded wing backs and then yeah. like Rice and Henderson in midfield two defensive minded midfielders and playing seven defensive minded players out and then wondering why you, you can't create anything. Uh, it seems, it seems like that to me. Um, and I, I'm just not a fan of it really. I, for me at this level, I, I, I agree with many fans who say, you know, stick to a, stick to a system that is simple. Um, a four, two, three, one or four, four, two, have the players to play it and uh, and go from there. I mean, obviously, Ryan's got to have transfer windows to to make whatever system he wants to to make happen. Perhaps he'll change it when he has that. But at the moment, for me, I, I don't like the five. Uh, well, I was going to say I was going to say this. So I'm going to make you Liam Dutton for the um, for, for the next <laughs> five minutes, uh, Liam. Let's say okay, with last game of the season, they need to win to stay up. Um, oh, not, oh God! Please, please t- stay up. Oh God! I don't want Carlisle to. Carlisle away. I just want you to pick. 
your very best Warsaw side? What is your best eleven to win a game of football at Warsaw? Right. Uh, does this include formation and players? Can I and, say? And, and you can. And if players, you assume players are back from injury at this time. Okay. And, there we go. That's what I was Okay. Brilliant. So, uh, right for me, oh gosh, can you just imagine? Get the nerves going into Carlisle oh. away, having to win it. I mean, I, at least it's a nice trip for you, though, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and local. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Carlisle. I say that they were doing pretty well. They dropped off a little bit, um, but they've got some games in hand. I mean, they're they're probably going to be fighting for top seven still as well. I mean, that's going to yeah. be a that's going to be a horrible game if that if that's the case. Um, I never thought I'd say this, but I want that final day of the season to mean nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. That's, that's all I want, it just to yeah. mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it would be um, 4 2 three, one. Okay. It would be Liam Robertson goal, mm-hmm. Cam Norman right back. Uh, this seems harsh on Matt Sadler because I think he's been very, very good when he's Ooh. had to cover for injuries, but I would say Scar and Clark. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sadler. I think he's been very good this season, but I think... I think those two probably, as a pairing, I think probably get in ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne left back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play Kinsella and oh, probably Sinclair on current oh, form. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'd be I'd be tempted by Bates because he's he's had a yeah. very good season, but he 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 sort of dropped off a little bit, uh, which is understandable for a young lad. I think I think Sinclair has improved a lot. Um, yeah. They say improved a lot, performed very well. He's obviously always mm. been a good player, but he's he's not played many games up until sort of recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go. I'd play Josh Gordon on the right. Yeah. Um, I know it's slightly out of position for him and everything, and yeah, it's a tough one. But I, I'd play him there. I'd play Holden in Cam. Mm-hmm. I'd play Wes McDonald on the left, and I'd play Keon Lavery up top. Okay. What yeah. I could be tempted by as well, if I can make a very slight possible adjustment to that, is I could be tempted by Gordon up top and Tariq Wright in right wing. Okay. Um, which would, I would which go would, for the former. I quite like your Gordon on the right. And... Yeah, uh, it, Gordon on the right has worked in four two three one. Saying that, it, it worked when they were playing Elijah Adebayo, which is obviously uh, he's a different, different kettle of fish, isn't he? But, of course. Um, but I... Yeah, it, it has worked there. So, um, yeah, I'd probably go with that. Um, I was gonna go. I was, I was gonna briefly talk about Barrow, but do we need to talk about it? Was there anything you want to say about <laughs> it apart from you said that it wasn't the worst no. performance against Crawley? But should we just leave Barrow altogether? I got so many questions. I mean, we, we've got a lot. Yeah. Up? Okay, I'll sum it up in one word. <laughs> it's a four-letter word, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what word can I use? I, I'll just go with awful. <laughs> that's very. That's very I'll just go with awful. I think that's okay. a nice word because it was just the hot, everything about it was just awful. The, the yeah. night, everything, it was a scrappy, horrible game, and Warsaw were terrible. So yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. Okay. Leave, it, leave it at that. We never talk about Barrow at home. Ever again. Leave it there. No, we've got some good questions in, mate. So we'll, we'll go. We'll go through the questions and make it a little bit longer on on that front, anyway. Uh, before I need to go and get a racing post and try and pick some winners today, which I'll tweet out later on for you guys as well, so it's fine. Um, David Sadler, why is Jack Rose not chosen number one keeper? Clark didn't, and neither has Dutton. I uh, would argue that the majority of fans who have seen would have seen chosen Rose months ago. Uh, where would we be now if he had been chosen? It's a really tough one, this, isn't it? Because... Um... 
Rose came in, uh, so I, I don't know if you remember, I mean, Roberts made that mistake at Newport, chucked, mm-hmm. chucked one into his own net from about 35 yards. Uh, not he didn't chuck it from 35 yards, the shot came from 35 <laughs> yards. <laughs> um, it was a terrible, terrible error. Uh, Clark, Darrell Clark, has dropped him after that, played Rose, and then Rose picked up an injury. So I think Rose played about four games, something like that. Yeah. Um, didn't do anything wrong, did nothing wrong to lose his place, but picked up an injury and was out for two or three weeks. Uh, Roberts came back in, uh, kept his place when even when Rose came back, and then obviously Brian came in and, and Roberts has kept his place all the way through Brian being manager. So Rose is really unlucky not to have kept his place. Um, he did nothing wrong to lose it at all. It's a tough one because Liam Roberts made that error at Port Vale as well. Which ironically was was the last time Walsall won a game. Mm-hmm. Um, he made that error there as well, which he did something very similar to the Newport one, chucked one in from about thirty odd yards again. Um, and then obviously last night, depending on which side of the fence you fall on with the um, with the punch, whether it's a, a mistake or not, but either way, the penalty's been given. Um, it's a, it's a really tough one because I do like Liam Roberts. I think he's a very good shot stopper. Um, I do think Rose is probably a bit calmer, probably got better distribution. Um, so it depends really on the style uh, that you're going in, but I don't think it's as cut as dry as many as many fans make out. I don't think there's, I don't think you know Rose is far and above a better goalkeeper. I think they both add different attributes. So um, it would be you know what style you're building off, what where you want to go with with the squad really. Um, and obviously you know Roberts is a an academy product. He you know the the club takes a lot of pride in that. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a tough one. It's not cut and dry for me. I I would probably as, as I just said there with the team I chose, I would probably still stick with Roberts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nick Etheridge, uh, like you say, brother of Neil, uh, apparently, and uh, David Trapper <laughs> kind of say the same things. Uh, what if anything could realistically be done about the quality of officiating in the lower leagues? Uh, David Sadler, uh, along the same lines, refereeing in the lower leagues is patchy at best. Have you ever seen a fourth official intervene regularly to get correct decisions? They appear to be the only thing to keep rival benches apart. Complete waste of money, as is the referee's assessor, it would seem. I mean, I could probably talk for the next hour on referees in League 2. I mean, a lot of them are terrible. Um, yeah, really, some of them Awful really, really is in the poor. fact that I wouldn't be too nervous with some of the officiating that if I had to put... So a, a pair of shorts on and boots that I couldn't, with a bit of help from the fourth official, referee at League Two game. Well, you say bad. you say a bit of help from the fourth official, but to to their point there in the question, the fourth officials do bugger it's all. True, it's true. Uh, uh, he's totally, totally bang on when he says that they stand there and they just marshal mm. two benches that you know mm. get rowdy at certain decisions or have a bit of a scrap at oh, each other. They can put a decent all... board up, mate. They can put a decent <laughs> board up. They can. They, they can, do nothing. They, they don't have to. They don't even move their feet to to do the um to to show it to the to the rest of the stands when fans are in there. They just but, they just do the hand, don't they? Like it's cool. Like, <laughs> they, they'll they'll go three sixty on the hand, but they'll keep the feet in the right position. Oh, I forget which. Um, I mean, this is a regular thing. I forget. So it's not just this game particularly. I forget which game it was, but there was one a few weeks ago, and I spoke to you about. Um, I think it was still when Clark was in charge. That, mm. um, I mean, it was small things like the referees and the assistants just getting throw-ins wrong right in front of them and things like that just very very yeah. small things that are yeah. so obvious um a fourth the, things have happened right i've seen it happen right in front of a fourth official um it's I mean, it's plain as day it's bounced off his player and gone out to throw into him or whatever 
Yeah. Plain as plain as day. The officials have given it the wrong way, and the fourth official just will not say anything. They won't. They won't get involved. It just. I don't understand why for the to improve the game, to improve officiating, to improve the the. I suppose the relationship between officials and you know players and fans because they they yeah. they get they get they get dogs abuse and some of it unfairly, but they, a lot, what, what a lot of it they bring what, what on themselves. These guys are they on? Are they on? They're, they're, no, they're, they're, they're all full. They're all full time, aren't they? I think yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, the, the, time the, the guy last night, the guy last night. This was only his second game, I think, in League Two. He's been this season. He's been refereeing Championship games. Oh, uh, I think he's done a few League Ones as well. But he's he's refereed Championship games this season. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, but then at the same some time, these games, some of these games aren't difficult games to referee. If there's a difficult game to referee, you can kind of understand it. But like you say, it's just incredibly simple decisions that they're getting wrong. This is, yeah. you know, you have some sympathy when it's a really tough game, and there's, and and not only that, but the the refereeing with no fans there, you know, which I think is oh, a yeah. lot easier than, than without. Some, than yeah. when you've got people going absolutely crazy and throwing, calling it all sorts, and, and you know, the just the noise levels between you know, and maybe missing things with everything that's going on. But it's not you. You've, there's no one in the bloody stadium. I've seen a lot worse than last night. To be fair, uh, I don't. I didn't think he was absolutely dreadful. I thought he was. A, he was a bit iffy, but um, but at the same time, he, what perplexes me is you, you've got referees coming down from the championship. Like last night, and then also you, I think most of our games this season where they had referees making their first EFL game coming up from non-league. Yeah. Where is the sort of balance? I mean, the, yeah. the it's all over the place in terms of the standard. There's no consistency. Um, the linesmen as well as the as the referees and the fourth officials, which might as well just be sat down on a deck chair. Uh, doing absolutely nothing. So, mm-hmm. um, the question: What can be done about it? Um. I mean, can anything be done about it? I mean, I mean there's only going to be a, a certain pool of referees coming through each year. I mean, a lot of people get put off doing it because of the abuse they get. And a lot, as I say, a lot of it is is out of order because um, fans will pick up on things not necessarily fairly. But then a lot of it, particularly at this level, they bring on themselves. Of course they do. With, with, with decisions, it really is poor. Um, I mean... As much as, as as poor as a lot of them have been this season, I, there's not been many times I would say where it's probably directly affected Warsaw. You could probably count on one hand the amount of times it's you know like a, a big decision has changed the outcome of a game that's totally totally wrong. Um, some of them are subjective, it can go either way, um, and then a lot of them it's just you know poor decisions within a game, but it hasn't you know changed the outcome necessarily. So yeah. um, it, it's not it's not. The be all and end all, but it's you know it's uh, it's it, it's not it's not good at all for you know professional football. It needs to improve. Um, there's a couple here on the director of football, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put them together. Jamie Sin, Jamie Simner, and and Jimmy. Uh, Jamie says, in my opinion, I don't see need for a director of football. I think the budget would be better used to bring an experienced assistant manager and first team slash striker coach to support Dutton. We never replace Stewart. What's your view? Uh, Jimmy says, uh, "Who can realistically get in for the uh, director of football role? And it's really going to solve all the problems. Is it really going to solve all the problems at the club? Uh, which is which is a lot. I mean, to be honest, personally, I would kind of agree with Jamie that I'm not sure whether they need a director of football. I think probably money could be best used elsewhere. But maybe maybe they need someone to use that money wisely, uh, Liam. And that's exactly why they need one. What's your what's your view on the situation? Yeah, for me, I could I would probably say that." Director of football is a is a 
a modern and interesting direction the club are going in, um, which has its merits and can definitely work. But I would also say that to go with that, they, they do need someone else supporting Dutton on the sidelines because the director of football isn't going to be stood there in a tracksuit on the sidelines during the game, is he? The whole idea is that he's, you know, he's part of the... The, the board of the board of directors an overarching you know football man so man or woman excuse me um, so yeah um, I I think they need both um, I like the idea of a director of football particularly when you've got a young inexperienced coach because it's going to take some things off his plate um, for example um, there's going to be a, a lot of sort of responsibilities that person can look after but it's also going to have an overarching you know experienced figure. That is going to be allow the identity and the style that they're trying to bring in with Brian. They, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be able to embed that in the academy as a culture, and you know bring that through all the way through the club. Yeah, I I, I think it's a good idea. I, I can see where it's where it's going, but they need they definitely need someone else on the sidelines with with uh, with Brian um, mm-hmm. for next season. Now whether that change whether they you know. Matt Sadler decides to hang up his boots and just focus on coaching and they bring another defender in, they do it that way round, or whether they bring someone else totally in, uh, totally new in. Um, but he needs someone because, you know, he's he, he stood there on his own pretty much because Matt Sadler is is playing. They've got Mike Taylor, who, you know, specialises in goalkeeper coaching. He's not a, he's, he's not going to be able to, you know, even though he's an experienced player or former player, he's not going to be able to offer insights on everything. Uh, yeah. and, then the, and then behind that, they've got, you know, Strength and conditioning and fitness coaches and and then the, the kit man. So I mean, he's, yeah. he's he's on his own basically, Brian. Yeah, of course, no, he is. Yeah. Um, so he, and and it's interesting. He's yeah mentioning uh, Marcus Stewart and not not replacing him. Um, it's uh, and obviously obviously Darrell's gone as well. So you know they, they, there is hopefully scope to be able to bring someone else in. You'd, you'd hope there's there's some budget for that. Um, mm-hmm. but it's probably something they they will look at next season now I'd be surprised if they do that do that now but yeah. um, in terms of the director of football role yeah it's uh, I mean I've actually got the, the job advert up in front of me um, so I can give fans a bit of a you know an insight into into what they're looking for so um, you know have you, uh, have, you, have, you, have you applied Liam have you put a little cheeky application <laughs> in there well, I was thinking of getting my, you know putting my football manager uh, accolades up there yeah, but, uh, absolutely. yeah. absolutely absolutely <laughs> Yeah, Europa League after six seasons, mate. Something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot. Of, it mentioned sort of recruitment, transfer policies, things like that. So you know he's going to be involved in that. Um, implement the the board's football philosophy. This all, this all is in line with what Brian wants to do. And then listen, training and mentoring of the head coach. Ooh. It's it's in there. It's in the job advert. I mean, they are. They want to keep Brian. They want yeah. to. They want to build him as a coach. They want to allow him, you know, transfer windows, uh, allow the opportunity to bring a style in and have someone here who's going to, you know, had experience, has got the coaching license, UEFA Pro license, etc. And can offer insights and help blend that culture. I think culture is the key word for me. I think that is because it's the style, it's, it, it's, it's everything. But the culture of what Brian's trying to bring through, implement that right from the academy all the way through, working with... Um, Miguel Lera in the academy working with all the youngsters bringing it all the way through um, so this is what this role is going to do um, so yeah working alongside key personnel managing and implementing the coaching programme at the first team in academy oversee scouting and recruitment de- uh, departments uh, 
managing delivered budgets, etc., all that kind of stuff. Um, what else we've got? Here? Yeah, and then obviously stuff about the license and their experience. A background in professional football is key. A working knowledge and understanding of the game as both a player and a manager is desirable. Terry Murphy also says that it should say on there, no hoofball. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that in some ways, that's almost what it does say. <laughs> I mean, not, 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 <laughs> yeah. not in those words, but, you know, that's what they're, that's what they're trying to bring across. It's this style, this culture, this philosophy. The philosophy is a word they use in the, as I just said, board football philosophy. They use that in the advert as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's, it, it, could, it could be a really, really key role and it could work really well. Um, but I totally agree that they need someone on the sidelines with Brian as well. Um, and you've got to get that right blend of voices. You don't want too many, you don't want too little, um, but you want the right blend of voices where they, you know, they're going to bounce off each other and mm-hmm. you know, debate and, and, and discuss what the, the right strategy is for, for certain games, etc. So it, it could really be a big role, this. Um, and in terms of, you know, three names jumped out to me straight away. That, that was someone someone asked that in there that was the other question it was you know who, yeah now if i'm honest all three of them or possibly two out of the three would probably prefer to carry on managing if i had to guess um so it might I be reckon i've got one i reckon i've got one of your guesses but i might be completely wrong go on go on would it be a certain person who has had a lot of managerial experience both in the premier league and all the way down to league two yes has managed a League Two club that has visited Warsaw this season and yes. is no longer manager and wears a, <laughs> yes. flat, wears a flat cap, is a great talker and yes. has a lot of contacts in the game. Oh, yes. He oh. is one of them. Ian Holloway, for those who haven't picked that up. I think anyone could have guessed that was who I was talking about. <laughs> um, I mean, he you know, he was interested in the Wolves job before... Uh, I've said Wolves job. Oh dear. I'm, job. Sure he, I'm sure he was interested in the Wolves job as well, to be honest. That was a, that was a Freudian slip. I did not mean <laughs> that. Uh, the Warsaw job before Darrell got it. Um, that would be a very interesting one for me. I think there's, I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, it would be a great one for you as a journalist, Liam, covering Warsaw, because he hasn't. He, he's he's not shy of a few words and and gives you gives you quite a few decent lines. To be fair to him, it would be. I think he'd be absolutely great. I think he's a. I think he's a brilliant character and and, I, and also a lot smarter than what people sometimes I guess give him credit for. But I yeah, think, you know, I think a so. A bit like a bit like. Uh, you know, even someone like Neil Warnock, who's, who's, who's you know, they, they kind of take the pressure off their team sometimes. Mm. Uh, but by the way that they are, they're very smart with that when it comes to the media. And I feel like he he would be he would be great. He's a big character as well. I think that could mm. be that could be useful. Um, he's obviously great to have around the training ground. Yeah, he's a, he's a proper football man. Now the the problem uh, the problem is whether he still wants to carry on you know, yeah. managing, obviously, because uh, it's obviously a slightly adapted role. Um, so that's a tough one. Um, but out of the three, I was actually going to say that he perhaps is the one that may be more keen for this role because, you know, he's a bit older. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, potentially. The other two names that sprung to mind for me, one of them was Dean Holden. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I, you know, he's obviously just left Bristol City. He was with he was with Warsaw before under Dean Smith, etc. Um, but I'd be, you know, if, if Brian left in the summer, I'd be... I reckon he would be bang up for that job. Yeah. So no, that's a, and he's also you know he's only just gone into management uh, at, at Bristol City. So whether he wants to you know carry on with management or not, but I mean there's you know there's a formal links there. That's that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one that sprung out to me um, is Kenny Jacket. Uh, 
Okay. What what do you what would you make of him in that role? Um, I think he'd be great in that role. I just don't know whether Warsaw could afford him. Yeah, it's, he, obviously he was just with Portsmouth, was he just recently mm-hmm. left. They're, they're still doing deep, pretty decently, want to be fair. But mm-hmm. I I would imagine he would probably want to carry on managing as well. Um, but I yeah. think I think you know he's a in terms of personality, he's very different because he's you know he's probably quite similar to Brian. Um, he's I think he'd be very easy to work with. I think he'd be great. I just don't know. I, I'm not sure whether. No disrespect to Walsall, I think he'll have better options. And uh, I, that's why you got so excited about Ian Holloway because he's been at a League Two club this season already. Struggling League Two club, I, and, and that's what. Yeah, and completely different character to Kenny Jackets. I know. Yeah, know, different yeah. end of the spectrum, but both both success, successful in what they've managed to do in the in in, in football. So I mean, look, I, I think it's absolutely great shout and. I would have to say that I, w- I would definitely say that probably Kenny Jacket will not be applying for that, and that if they are opening for applications, they would they would have to go and approach Kenny Jacket with an offer rather than the other way around. Probably, yeah, probably. Um, is this something yeah. that is, is is both ways? Do you feel, and that if they do have someone targeted and maybe hasn't applied, that they would go and say, "Well, would you like to uh, interview for the position?" Or is this is this just a one way one way system? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, it's, it's like any other. It's like any other job, really. I mean, people get headhunted in all different mm. uh, in all different fields, don't they? Um, I think there were nine who were asked to interview for the Walsall position when Joe Massey left, and then, oh. and then um, eight didn't turn up, and 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 the uh, the other the other dinner lady um, was was, um, <laughs> was was unavailable at the time because she was she was making my lunch. So um, so apparently well, it was Aline King giving it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. And I, I'll Go give on. the I'll give the fans a, a little exclusive insight. Here. Oh, I love this. Yeah. That I was the one and the only desired number one candidate for the Warsaw job. No one else even got a sniff because they saw they saw the unbelievable potential in Keen in Keen on the scene, and they went for him. They they went. That's the man. That's the man we want. And we they went and got him. They walked. They walked that ten meters across from sports to the news desk and said, "We want that man." And we went and they got saw him. that sheepskin coat, mate, and they went, <laughs> no, that is the man for us. There's no one exactly. else who can pull that off in a December, a cold December, Tuesday night uh, at the Bankses. Uh, we want Mr. Liam Keane to, to take us forward. And I don't blame him. No, absolutely not, mate. Absolutely <laughs> not, 100%. Uh, right, uh, let's have a look. Uh, we're, going through, we're going through this... Um, Quite a lot of uh, time gone already. Uh, here we go. Uh, Hemo says, can you explain how we are nearly two seasons in with the same core of players and we don't know what our best team or formation is? Is this a major factor to our demise? If so, who's to blame for this mess? I think it's a really big factor. I totally agree. Um, I said this when, when Darrell left, that you know he had, what, 70, 80 games, whatever it was, in charge. And even after all that time, I still couldn't tell you what, what they were trying to be. Um, what the... I mean, I, I could give my own opinions on what the best formation or, or, or system was, but in terms of what um, you know, in, in what they were trying to be, in, in what style, I couldn't pin it down. Um, I think you know, Darrell had a, a pretty much a blank canvas when he came in at the club, and um, he had you know he, he built that squad himself, um, and I think blame for what. For what the identity is has to has to lie there because you know he built it he's played that squad um and it's you know it's his um and brian's working now with a squad that's not his and trying to trying to build an identity 
and, and build something from it, which um, you know, which you have to have respect for, I think. But um, yeah, I, 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 not necessarily all of it's going to lay at his door because I think I think Brian, as I said, has already made errors since he's come in with some of the decisions he's made um, in certain games, Barrow, for example. But yeah, um, not knowing what the team is. I mean, you look at all the top teams, Cheltenham, Cambridge, you know, you know exactly what they are, what they play. You look at Bolton on Saturday, they play 4-2-3-1, they played every week. Um, not to say that you know you can't adapt when you know something isn't working, but I think to have, particularly this level, to have something simple and effective that the players are able to, you know, they know what they're doing, they know their jobs. For me, that that's key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, how are we going to attract a quality, proven centre forward? Says Steve. Oh, I, I say that again for me. I sort of partly missed that. He said, uh, Steve Wells says, how are we going to attract a quality, proven centre forward? Attract? Oh God, that's a, no, that's a tough question. I mean, you, I mean, you could say that about you know any any club really um, at the, at this level. I mean, it, it's almost a case of you having to build players, um, build players up. Um, look at Elijah Adebayo when he came to the club. He was you know an academy dropout at Fulham. Mm-hmm. Um, hadn't had been on loan to lead two clubs and not really done the business. It's got a couple of goals here and there, but not really done very well. Started off at Warsaw first six months or so, and he was pretty poor to be to be honest. Um, yeah. And you know, I think he scored again last night in the championship. Uh, he was he was brilliant for Warsaw for a long period of time before he left. Uh, and I think that's going to have to be part of it again. Probably is that building process. Um, they're not going. They might be able to get in one or two, you know, players that have been around the block a bit and, and know the league, and you know, one of them might hit the ground running and you know, end up with twenty five goals. But they're going to have to build some players up as well. Um, so it's 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 tough to say really because it depends really on where the squad is in the summer. Um, and they are going to need they are going to need centre forwards without a doubt because you know some of the lone lads they've got at the moment aren't cutting the mustard as as it stands. I mean, I mean, look, there's, there's quite a few questions here about, about next, next next summer and um, what positions we need to improve on. We could talk for... I mean, that's a whole podcast worth of material there, really, especially at the end of the season, I think, with where they're going to go forward. Uh, but just in a, in, a, in a small nutshell, where they are at the moment, do you think that it is a total squad rebuild that's, that is needed, Liam? And if so, can can the the staff in charge and... and, and um, the kind of structure that, that Walsall have at the moment be able to pull that off or do they need help to do that? If, if, if they actually do, maybe maybe you think differently. I mean, I know they're going to have to start signing some more players anyway. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily, you know, a whole squad rebuild is going to be needed because I think there are there are parts of the squad that that, that work well and there's good players there that they're going to want to keep hold of. Um, but they, I think there's plenty of, I think there are plenty of players, you know, that, they probably will go, um, and also some of the players they want to keep, they might not be able to either. So, um, for me, it it some it sort of lands somewhere in the middle in terms of a full squad rebuild, and, and not it would be you know somewhere in the middle. I think you know a good seven eight out similar in sort of situation, um, and, and and build the philosophy and uh, and and build the the style that they want want to have. Um, it all depends really on what Brian thinks. I mean, if he if he looks at the squad and thinks, you know, this has not got anywhere near the hasn't got anywhere near the, the type of players that he wants for the certain style he wants, he may re, he may choose to rebuild it all. But for me, mm-hmm. in terms of 
the, the quality of the players already there. It's probably somewhere somewhere in the middle, but there's there's definitely more quality needed, um, without doubt. Uh, Kimbo says uh, there's been some rumours that Ned Kelly, actually, means David Kelly, is one of the names that Pomlet has interviewed uh, for director of football. Who would be your director of football? So we kind of discussed that, but is is David Kelly someone that you think has been has been linked to Warsaw? Uh, I, I, not something I was aware of. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me, I suppose. Um, but uh, I mean, there's going to be loads. There's going to be like, I mean, rumours are constant, aren't they? It's going to be. Uh, mm. It's going to be. Sure, you love be. a good rumor, mate, and then a different link every single week. That'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be constant. Um, but you know, there's uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of you know former Warsaw men that are going to get linked to this, and it's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of people. I imagine a lot of people that are going to be up for it as well, because it's going to be a. It's it's it's, it's a big role. It's 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 a good mm. role, um, and it's, you know it's got potential. Uh, I, I quite I think also it. it it's got potential in the fact that you know essentially this person is working above the manager, um, and the manager's got to have the right temperament to be able mm. to handle someone you know working above them uh, on, in a footballing sense. Uh, I think Brian's got that without a doubt. So I think it's 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 also it could be a match made in heaven if they get if they get it right. Um, and there's gonna be a lot of names out there, but choose one of my names. Just because it will be, you know, an interesting interview. <laughs> choose it. Choose <laughs> Ian or Ian or Kenny Jackett because it'll be a nice. Come answer. on, Ian. Come on. Let's get let's get on the phone. To him. Let's get him a play, mate. Uh, right. Uh, last one. Uh, ben says uh, Warsaw nine points off relegation. Southend only need to hit a run of form before Warsaw slip further down. After seeing Brian's style of play, how confident are you that how confident are you that we will stay up? Oh, I, I still am confident. I really am. Um, ask me in two weeks' time once. Uh, once the Grimsby and Southend games are out of the way, and I'm, I might feel differently. Uh, depends on the results there, but um, I do think, I do think they'll be fine. Um, I think they've got enough, enough there, uh, enough of a gap, a game in hand still on Southend. I think they'll be okay. Um, what worries me is just the, obviously they they're gonna have to win games before the end of the season without a doubt, and uh, they they just can't seem to get it over the line at the moment. But. Um, I, by going off that, I understand where the question's coming from, but by the same logic of that question, I mean, Wolves could very in in the same vein go on the same sort of run, couldn't they? So uh, mm-hmm. it's all it's all, it's all what what ifs basically. Um, but in terms of the you know the, the the facts right now, in terms of the gap, the game in hand, the performances we've seen, I think they'll have enough. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I hope so, mate. I really do. Right, um, Bolton, nice easy game, mate. Nice easy game. Bolton against Warsaw. Uh, Warsaw, Warsaw, five to one to win. Uh, Bolton, big favourites, uh, as you would five expect. Five to one. Blimey. Five to one. What's um, where do you see it, mate? I mean, I guess if I took, if I if I gave you a draw now, you, you'd bite my hand off. I think I probably would. Yeah. Um. It's it'd be it'd be my first uh my first visit to to Bolton. Oh, have you been, have you mate, been there? It's, oh, yeah, I've been there many times as a fan and as a journalist. Um, the Wi-Fi is well. The Wi-Fi there's no Wi-Fi there. However, it does help, I guess, with no fans in the stadium that you probably get some 4G. But you are under a stand that just struggles big time to to do anything from a from a sending point of view. So oh, expect some delays on uh, on the coverage at the weekend, mate. Exciting. But, uh, yeah, it's um, I mean, look, it's it, it's a fine place. It's just that the uh, media facilities are pretty poor. Ah, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Looking forward to it. Mm. Um, What's it called? Is it called the University of Bolton now? Is it after the Reebok? Or they, I they think, named it yeah. Day, have they? 
I think I'm pretty. Know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's always they, the Reebok to me, anyway. Too. Yeah, I was gonna say it's always been the Reebok to me. I'm just going. You know, it's the University of Bolton Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, point? Call it look, the Reebok. Man. Bolton, absolutely flying, mate. Absolutely flying. Um, yes. Great run of form. It's, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this run of form. They, they've won the last two, um, but the overall form has been incredible. They have yeah, I think uh, four unbeaten, the last five, I think. Unbeaten in eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, they've won eight of their last nine. I mean, that is incredible form. Amazing. Um, and they, yeah, they've, they've flown at the table. I mean, they are they were languishing around mid table, but they're sixth at the moment. Yeah. Um, they have played a couple more games than some of the teams around them, so they could slightly drop out of the, the, the top seven if, if those games go against them. But they're on fifty seven points, and they've got a game in hand on uh, Cambridge, who was second, who were on sixty one mm-hmm. points. Um, you know they're they're only a handful of points away from automatic promotion, uh, and they and the, the form they're in, they're probably going to end up getting there. So it's an incredibly tough game. They've got some very good players. I mean Nathan D'Alfonso, They've got that Athlion who I think is on loan from West Ham. Um, yeah. They've got uh, they've got Owen Doyle up top who scored. What did he, he scored almost thirty goals a season or whatever it was. Um, this year he's got fourteen, so not quite as good. But I mean he's still <laughs> still scored a lot more than the Warsaw yeah. players. He's a good player. He scored against Wolves in the reverse fixture, which was one two one. Just saying, um, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's going to be an incredibly tough game. Um, but Warsaw this season have seemed to you know they've seemed to rise against tougher games away from home, um, tougher teams again away from home rather um, rather than you know the South Ends and the Barrows at home, for example. Mm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see you know Warsaw come out with a. You know, with, with a bit with a bit between their teeth to, to do something about it. And some of Bolton's wins have been, you know, they've been quite tight, sort of one nils, two ones, things like that. So it's always going to be tight. It won't be it won't be high scoring. Say put that clip in when it's like a six three or something like that. Um but I mean if Warsaw were able to go there and win, it would be a it would be seriously against all odds, it'd be five to one as you said. It would be incredible. Um it's a shame that Warsaw are in a position where, you know, they're they're looking at Another team in the same league as them in League Two, and, and thinking you know it's almost there's almost no chance they're going to win this. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a sad state of affairs when you have to say that, but you know the Formula Ring it, it, it points to that. So uh, you know go there, probably play five again. I imagine Bolton play four two three one. Um, probably play a five again, and you know sort of try and counter them. You know tight in midfield, tight at the back, try and scrap something. Um, it's probably what's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a score draw because I've got because I've got faith in. I've got faith in Warsaw to, uh, to to turn it around. I love it, mate. I love it. Score draw. Happy days. Uh, you get a little bit of money on that, mate. Uh, use that. Use this process from Cheltenham for the next few days. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Liam. I'm, I'm counting the days till uh, till we reunite at Grimsby Town. Now I'm looking forward to that one, mate. So uh, that will be next Saturday. Um, well, that's if you get. That's if you're. Well that's, and good. that's if you get accepted. You might. You might get turned away. No, not turning me away, mate. Not going to be. <laughs> they know. So they know you are. I'll stomping around, mate. If they do, I'll be having words. Don't you worry about that. Uh, and then, actually, uh, saying that, I'm with you for the uh, Good Friday game against Harrogate Town as well. So, we'll, uh, a couple of games there, mate, to look forward to. So should be Wonderful. fun. Wow, should it's... be fun. Wonderbar, wonderbar. Right, mate. Uh, Let's hope that things get a little bit better. Hey, let's hope that uh, the next time I talk to you in a couple of weeks' time, that we, you know maybe uh, any kind of 
tiny little worries about relegation have already eradicated to thin air. They can re- relax and join, maybe just test and try a few different things between now and the end of the season, mate. But uh, have a good one, pal. And uh, good luck uh, finding Bolton and, 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 and enjoy that Wi-Fi, mate. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be a good one. Well, hopefully a good one. Uh, for me, from Liam, fingers crossed, three points on Saturday. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks very much.